Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Stay Focused Podcast. I am your host, Artie Delgado, cinematographer and Steadicam operator, and uh, we are just excited to be back with more episodes this year. It's been a fun year, a lot of exciting things happening, meeting new people, working with new people, and building with a ton of new people. So what what a great time we've been having. Um, I say to everybody I meet, I have the one luckiest job in the world. And that's because I'm doing something I love. And we want to get you guys to be able to also be doing something that you also are passionate about and loving. So um, we just want to say thank you to all of you guys who've been watching. I know we kind of say that out through every episode, but this is really just, we, we cannot do this without you, nor why we, we wouldn't do this without you, because this is really to teach you guys some stuff that we've come across, uh, the challenges we've had, the learning that we've had along the way, and the leadership we're growing into. So um, we're hoping that you gain a lot from it. And we are excited to keep bringing these as we've been getting a lot of great feedback. So as you know, Brink Films is a team effort. This is not something that is done by myself. I do lead it. However, we have a great team that is behind. I've got Jordan Keith producing and directing, and I've got my boy Chris Johnson running all cameras today. And uh, we have a lot of other great guys. But uh, thank you guys for being here because without you, man, we would not be able to produce something so great here today. So um, we have a lot to talk about. This is going to be a great episode as they all are, but this one's special. Um, we've been busy this year and we want to share a little bit about what we've been able to pull off and also talk about kind of jumping into the deep end of this career or whatever career that might be for you. We did something special with an artist uh, that has done some great things even before I met him. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you somebody special to me and my heart, Mr. Jacob Poole. Thank you for being here, bro. Thank you for having me. It feels good to be on this couch. It feels good to be here. <laughs> that couch is called the cloud. The cloud. I feel That's like I am couch. sitting on cloud. I feel like the little angels with the huggy huggy commercials. That's right. With the wings. I'm sitting on clouds. It feels good. Bro, I am I am very excited to have you and honored for you to be here. I know you are super busy, but um, I knew I could get you here on this couch, bro. So thank you for being here today. Honor. Um, there are so many things that I want to get into. I want to talk a little bit about uh, our relationship. I want to talk a little bit about what we've completed this year. I want to talk about a little about your career and get into a lot about to hopefully to inspire people to have an agenda from doing what they're trying yeah. to do and see how your journey has led into the, your passion behind your craft. Um, you are a man and an artist after my own heart where you are in the music industry. You've been in the music industry for a lot of years uh, as a singer and songwriter and producer and all of that. And that's what I used to do many, many years ago. So it's nice to be able to have that background and have that um, being able to relate to you quite a bit from yeah. the musical side of things. Um, but let's just start, give me an idea on just a little bit who you are, first of all. Yeah. What have you kind of accomplished in the last 10 years of your career? And uh, just start there, just so they can get a real quick yeah. under overview of what who you are and what you do. Again, honored to be here, it feels good. It took forever to get here, but I'm glad we finally made it happen. <laughs> made it happen. It feels great. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an amazing journey. I mean. The journey is still probably not even close to where I, I can see it going, but I'm so excited and happy where it came from to where it's at now. And it's because of people like you that have been in my life that have pushed me and helped me really just see see further down the road than where you're at. Sometimes we get so caught up in where we're at, we can't see past that. And so for me, um, 10 years has been a grueling 10 years in a sense of trying different things in music. Um, I grew up in the church, so music was always a part of me. My mother sang in many groups and traveled and sang and uh, my dad's a pastor so if you're a pastor's kid you're going to do everything in church whether it's sound lighting and you learn to sing you got to play drums you got to mm -hmm. play so you learn how to do everything and so singing was through all those things that I was doing as a kid singing was the one thing that stuck with me and I really felt 
really was my passion. Felt like it was a gift in me, in me to to do and to to bless others with. So, music, and then so through that journey of growing through that in the church world, um, started to produce music, started to record music, and found a, a genre of like pop Christian uh, inspirational music that really fit. I felt like who I was and and who I wanted to communicate to other people as. Um, and so. Uh, through that journey, the past 10 years have been really interesting. Um, it's funny you say 10 years. I just saw that video. It yeah. feels like we just shot that yesterday. Um, 10 years ago, man, I don't even know what I was doing 10 years ago. <laughs> I know I was back on the East Coast and um, still recording and writing, but then uh, I got a great opportunity to to be on uh, the national TV show The Voice on NBC. Mm-hmm. And I was picked. And it's so weird, too, because that's two seasons a year now, so I don't even know what season they're on now. But that was season five, I think it was 2013 or 14, that I made it on that show. And Christina Aguilera picked me. Uh, that came from, honestly, I didn't want to be a part of the show. Don't You guys can edit that out. I love NBC. <laughs> no, but I definitely, um, I feel like, you know, singing shows in a, in a sense could easily be the cliche of, you know, the show's going to create you as this artist that you don't want to be. And so I never wanted to be put in this box. So I was always, you know, doubtful of the show, like American Idol or anything else that could have me into this box i wanted to be the artist that i felt like with the freedom to to be who i wanted to be um but i was i I was selected on the show was humbling experience really humbling experience i have to say my wife was the one who encouraged me to to be on the show Mm. she pushed me to do it and so um i did the whole thing from the top like went and stood in line out in the cold waiting to get picked went through four rounds before we ever made it to the stage before we ever got picked so you had to go through many hurdles to get there and but either way, all that, the process, um, just a humbling experience to, to finally be, um, not to say that was a, a make it moment for someone to turn around at her status, but it is a very humbling moment to know that someone who, at her caliber, who's singing all over the world, incredible voice, incredible singer, songwriter, um, turns around and selects you, it's pretty humbling. Um, and that just opened the door for me um, to see music in a whole other way. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it wasn't about trying to get the claim to fame on a stage it was more about what what kind of platform um, can I have to reach more people because I feel like what I'm doing is it's valuable enough for more than just five or or 500 I feel like the world could relate what I'm writing what I'm singing and and so I really just felt um, more more honored and humbled by that but also really encouraged and motivated to uh, to continue to push in my craft and my art uh, in the music world so that was the first part of really unveiling and all the music that I had done beforehand was still a journey in itself. Had I not been on the show, nothing would have changed in my aspirations to be a musical artist or a songwriter or singer. I was always recording. I just thought this was another incredible moment to celebrate as I was on the journey of pursuing music and, and where I was headed. So and when you, brings when, you to this when, point. Just to add to that, yeah. when you ended that show and you you had America watching you and people voting for you and the, the magnitude. I want people to understand the real magnitude of what that hustle yeah. is to get to that level. I mean, you're playing with the big dogs, right? Yeah. You got judges yeah. at the highest level. Um, yes, you're right, cliche, being on a show, things like that. What would that mean for you as an artist individually coming after the show? What did that do for you? What did you look at doing? Did you ride the wave? Yeah. Did you get, I mean, is it easy, easy as everyone might say? Yo, you got signed and you get picked up. Yeah. Is it just you leave a show like that and you just back to the grind again? Yeah. What does that look like? Because I think that people have the wrong idea totally. when it comes after something like that. And for a real artist, yeah. what does that mean? Well, it's interesting because you think after the show, the world is yours. And not so, not so much. I mean, after the season's over, 
they, you know, the wave of people reaching out, people wanting to manage you, people wanting to sign you, all kinds of labels. And you could easily take any of those. And for me, I didn't feel like it was the right path. All the, the different deals that came across the table and the phone calls that were, that were made, um, great opportunities because I, I, I had the opportunity to sing in stages I never would have had the opportunity mm-hmm. to sing at had it not been for that platform. So I'm very grateful for that. I don't think that's ever something I'll look, uh, look down on. Um, I think the other side of it is that we think maybe the cliche or what you might say, the, the perception of what you might think a TV show can do for you is that after I get on the show, everything else is done. Like, I don't have to work anymore. Everything just comes to me. I made it. Right, yeah, I made right, it. Right. I'm going to be a millionaire. Right. And um, that's not the case. I mean, hard work is hard work, and I believe you're rewarded through that uh, consistency in hard work. You can work hard for one day or work hard to get on a show, but what are you going to do after that? Because if your hard work only gets you to the show, you have nothing to offer after the lights go off, after the sounds turn, after the people leave. And I think that's the bigger question for me was that, okay, this is a catapult. This is more about motivating me. And it's, a, it's an opportunity to, to have a bigger audience. So the platform, what am I going to do with that? Am I going to honor the, the opportunity that I've been given? Because not everybody was given that opportunity. So am I going to steward that well or am I just going to let that fall and hope for the next handout, per se? Yeah. And for me, I always saw that as a motivating experience to say, where am I going now? What am I going to do? Because this is an opportunity I don't want to squander, don't want to waste. And so I just kept pushing. You know, many opportunities, like I said, I sing in many places, had great opportunities to sing with other people, other artists, met great artists on the show. Um, through that, many relationships were made. Um, so continued the songwriting process and, um, and just pursued music in a whole, and it gave me a bigger door to walk through for, mm-hmm. for people to hear my music. And then going after that, I mean, that was all before I got a chance to meet you. So yeah. we go back probably a couple of years now, and building into that, what's led you into the career path? I mean, and at just a stage of your life where you're mm-hmm. at, um, singing right now, lead worship singer for a major church, mega, mega church. Yeah. Uh, you're talking 13,000 plus mm-hmm. uh, magnitude. What, what is that? Tell me that, what, how that turned into that. I mean, growing up in the church, nothing mm-hmm. new for you, but what's that like for somebody who's a professional singer? You've done yeah. the highest level competitions. Type of now you're here and talk about that. What, what's that like for yeah. you? You know what? I say this to everybody. I feel like I ever have a conversation with about music or singing if, People want to be singers and artists. That's great because we're all called to different things. For me, it was all about that. My career could never trump my calling. So the calling for me was always about worship. Man, worship is who we were created to be, and it's who I knew I was always created to be. The music side of it could easily be tangled up into that and say, no, you need to just do music because we know many, many great singers. There's incredible singers all over the place, incredible recording artists who sing all over the world. But for me, it was bigger than that. Am I giving my gift back to God in the sense of, my job and my career and my calling, all those into one, is to lead people into God's presence. I mean, for me, that wrapped up in, into one big capsule, if you could take it. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it be on a big stage or a small stage, it wasn't that, that was never the issue for me. It was, am I doing everything that I need to do in what God's given me? Um, so the balance of that is sometimes a juggle of, I know I still love to songwrite. I know I still have this artistry side. But Bigger than that, worship will always be my first choice. Worship will always be my first calling because I know that's what God's gifted me. You know, it's like when he breathes life into you, we return it back to him. So every breath you take is uh, similarly to a worship, in mm-hmm. a sense, to back to God. You're giving back to him what he's given you. So worship has always been my first calling. I ran from it for a very long time. I mean, preacher's kid, man. We all have. Like, we all have we sure. cut our teeth on the pews of a church. Yeah. It's a funny story. We left my brother underneath the pew one night, and we all went home. When my dad first started his church, we get home to realize he's still under the pew asleep. 
and so we had to go back and get him but just <laughs> many stories of like just church world yeah. like uh-huh. it was it was lifestyle it was who we were it was that nothing else i never separated anything else it was like it was just church like what are we doing tuesday night we got prayer meeting what are we doing wednesday night we have church so as a kid you play sports and you go to church it's just what you do um and so as you grow up in the church world as you can you know kind of find your own self you're trying to find your own identity and as you try to go through adolescence in a in a respectful way you try to find your own self and so for me it was music that i related to the most um and so i did have to find myself in a sense and i did um i did uh, pursue music without just wanting to be a worship leader and i think through that god was always on my heels he's mm-hmm. always there i always say god has the best cardio plan you can't outrun him and for me i knew i could always chase the music but god was chasing me faster mm-hmm. and so worship um was where i found myself the one void that was missing through music because music as a whole was beautiful but it didn't do something for my soul it did something for my for my emotions and but bigger than that my emotions were a part of it but my soul was even more important to god and so i found that through all that the searching i love that god allows us to search not to get preachy but i love that god allows us to search and find out that what we're searching for is him and so through all the searching i found him and call me back to worship where I know I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Well, I love your soul as many thousands of everybody who hears you every weekend. Uh, love that. Love the worship that you bring. Um, now you came just to give a little more backstory. I know yeah. all this, but I want them to understand too. A big move you had from moving from the East coast. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you made a move out here, yeah. uh, living in Florida, right? So bringing your wife and family and moving the make, made the big move, totally. left family back over there, uh, made the move here. And living here, working back in a mega church and doing worship as a career. But mm-hmm. just talk about this, that, that move transition, what made that move. Because I want people to understand mm-hmm. really, before we get into the project that we worked together on and the team worked with, what was it like moving and making that, uh, that big move? Because some people may not do that before. Big right? move. So, I wouldn't recommend it unless yeah. you know God called you to do it. Because right. right. we would never, I mean, the advice we would have taken from people would have been the wrong advice. Because we knew in our hearts what God called us to do. But it's easy to say, oh, you guys just got married. And we did just get married six months prior to moving across the mm-hmm. country. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a big jump. I mean, I've lived in different cities, but never across the country with a wife. And um, to know that it was six months in to have a marriage and put all that on the on the table with knowing we're about to start a new job with a new church. And um, it was a lot. But the beautiful part of all that was that we knew exactly what we were supposed to do and we committed to it. Um, and I can't say anything but the blessings of God, the favor of God that was on that entire move. And I'll never look back to say we made a mistake. This is the best move we ever made. Um, the best move we could have made as a first step in a marriage, too, six months in. Mm-hmm. Um, our marriage was was probably the strongest it ever could have been. And then to even get here and to do that, I think it just made us even more stronger because we had to rely on each other more. We moved into a new city, new place, new state with no friends, no family. So we had nobody but God and ourselves to lean on. Yeah. So I just thought it brought us together closer um, it was a beautiful thing. We met beautiful people, met, met a guy named Artie Delgado, and, uh, and the rest is history. It's history. Now, I always, we talk about this, and we've done this in a lot of episodes, about how um, having a calling doesn't happen without responsibility over that calling. Yeah. And so you seem to have taken that to the highest level. I mean, moving all the way from out of state mm-hmm. to come on based on that responsibility with a calling you've had. So we talk about that all the time, and this is a 
prime example of what that is. I mean, you lived it yeah. and you are living that and um, are very, very gifted at what you do. Um, you do it effortlessly. I mean, when we watch you sing and the things that you do and uh, the singing songwriting, you do it effortlessly. You make it look easy. However, this is a, people need to understand the, the amount of work and work mm. ethic that it's taken for you to be gifted at something, yeah. right? Uh, talent is one thing, but again, the responsibility of what mm. you do with that talent is a whole nother half totally. of that thing. So I think that that's, you, you speak highly on that. And uh, it's just an honor to be able to mm. partner up with you on many, many things and to see what you've done to so many and to watch you every weekend and you lead yeah. and you run that team and to watch you. For those of you who don't know, I work with Jacob Poole on a regular basis for the last two years uh, at Water of Life and as him mm. as our worship and director leader, um, we are in meetings every week. And yeah, he we, just had me dress up as Woody if you didn't know that. <laughs> so watch the latest commercial, Artie The, the things I can make did. him do when I put my mind to it. That's right. Is, is you Whatever you ask, I'll do. You, and didn't, you didn't know you were signing up for all of that. That's totally. Well, I know when I'm working with you, it's going to be something I don't, probably don't want to do. <laughs> you always talk me into it. How do you do that? You yeah. always, sales, baby. You do. Sales. sales. Uh, we, we do, sometimes we do these fun videos where we, we do stuff for the congregation and I get the staff and some of them are our, some of our leadership that we get in there and uh, I got Jacob to dress up as Woody uh, that's for right. this year. So that, only that was, for you, man. That was a great You project. and Jesus. That's the only reason I did it. That's right. That's right. And you should be surprised on some of the things I've gotten people to do <laughs> for me. So let's change. Let's talk a little bit more. I want people to understand your, the magnitude of what you do as an artist. So singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, producing, uh, give me the magnitude of what it exactly. Let them know what exactly yeah. it is you do. So I write music, um, co-writing songs started right when I started to write songs. I was in the room with other people. We'd always bounce ideas off each other. So I love that idea about being vulnerable and, um, and, and really writing music together. Um, it's a beautiful thing when you do things together, kind of what you just did with your team. You shouted them out because I think it's bigger than one person. You might see a name. It's like the Oscars. People get up there and they, you forget how many people make a movie. You forget the actors on the screen, the faces, the people. That's just the front of everything else that's happening in the background. So for me, writing songs is the same way. Um, it's always been a beautiful thing with other people. And so songwriting is... is is really uh it's a deep part of who i am um even if i'm not writing a song to write it i just love to sit at the keyboard and let words come out Mm -hmm. sometimes it starts with worship sometimes it starts with an emotion sometimes it's triggered triggered by a song i heard on the radio or it could be something i felt while i was driving down the road but um getting in front of the keyboard and just letting things come out i feel like the best ideas have always came with me not trying to write it sometimes we always sit down like i'm gonna write a hit song today good luck i mean Sometimes that happens, but for me, it's been all about inspiration. Like, I have to live with that filter of walking through day to day. I think it's for everybody. You could probably see, like, everything you do in life could easily be um, a portrait of inspiration if we see it that way versus seeing the problems and everything else that we have to deal with. But, man, there's, like, a rhythm to life, and there's so many things that you can jump into and be like, man, there's a beautiful beautiful melody being played out right here if we just stop down and slow down to see it whether it be going to work going to the store whatever it may be having a conversation so all that stuff i'm always listening and hearing and trying to pay attention to like wow that's a subject that we're not talking about in the art in the in the form of music or man that's a beautiful subject i could sing about that would probably speak to a lot of people or maybe more people than it would if i just sat down and said hey let's talk about this yeah i think perspective of 
of of the way you view it is the art in itself. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it an artist view. Uh, a painter, the way you saw it, you, the painter sees it completely different. Yeah. Or when I do cinematography, people see the, the when I'm shooting or when they're around, they're not understanding what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm seeing it a whole different light. That's the perspective, the way I see it. And it seems like that's what you do with your music. Totally. I mean, you're constantly practicing it. And um, one thing, I, not to take away from what you do, but did you ever, the question we, we've talked about in the past was, to understand that as an artist and to be great at what you do, a lot of the passion behind what we do was never driven by income, by a drive of money. Did you ever see yourself as a full-time career musician? Did you see yourself as that? Did it start that way? Was mm-hmm. was a as a job as it was something that was a, a focus or was your art first and it just became that way? Yeah. Describe just in just a minute or two what that was like for you. Well, if you could see my bank account, you'd know which one. <laughs> the starving artist, right? <laughs> We've all been there. I've, Still there. Yeah. Still looking yeah, for the I've, paycheck yeah. I never got. I need the royalty checks if <laughs> you're listening. Yeah. But no, I think it's bigger than for me, it's always bigger than money. Um, it's bigger than that. For me, I want the sound because I know it goes back to what we just talked about, the calling of what I'm doing. So the balance of leading worship and songwriting, it all goes into a calling. I just don't want one to weigh out the other because I know God's called me to do both. And so with music, whether it's money or whether it's pay or not, I think it's always been about I've got to get this out. Like it's something inside of me. And I, I know if I don't do it, I feel like I'm letting not just people down, I'm letting God down with what he's given me, the gift he's given me. If I was to sit on this and not do anything about it. So it kind of takes me to where I was, you know, a few years ago. Like I was in a place where I just, maybe I hit songwriter's block or maybe I was at a place where I felt like I just wasn't ready to, to write anymore. And I didn't put it on the back burner, but I kind of put it on pause for a minute. And that was the middle of getting married. It was in the middle of moving. A lot of transition happening. But through all that, I, th- I think that was the best part of my life because there were so many things that were happening that were welling up inside of me to the point where songs like Speak were finally birthed that I was wondering and waiting on, where's the, where's the inspiration? Where's the ideas? Where's the creativity? Where's the lyrics that I've hit this wall with for so long? I had an EP that I released um, in 2009, way before The Voice, that I did um, here in L.A. Um, and I've been writing since that time, so all the way up to The Voice. And even after The Voice, still wrote more songs, wrote a Christmas single, um, wrote a couple other songs, and then out of nowhere, just like, hit this pause but it wasn't a it wasn't a bad pause it wasn't like I'm worried I'm never going to write another song it was almost like a healthy pause mm. and for whatever reason come back stronger God pausing everything in me yeah. to, to really pay attention to what he was doing in my life physically and spiritually I think now all these things have kind of like regurgitated in my life so speak safe the singles that you guys have heard of all came from those places that I was put on pause. Yeah, it's amazing to piggyback off some things you were saying earlier about the amount of things that we as an artist will do because the art is like, we don't have a choice. You're an artist by, yeah. by nature. You've, you're gifted at an art and you'll make a move like you did all the way from cross country. Yeah. Uh, people will quit their jobs at certain levels because they don't know why. They just have to leave. Even when they don't know, have another job lined up, they will leave it because yeah. their artistic or their agenda is not being met as an mm-hmm. artist. They will make that move unconsciously. They'll totally. just do it. And so it's amazing to see the, man, yeah. the amount of things that you do. But it's, again, the responsibility with that calling. Are you doing that? Mm-hmm. And some people don't take that chance. They don't totally. do it. They don't take the risk. And you have. And um, you're doing some amazing things. And as you talk about speak, this is the, to lead into the next uh, you know, 
agenda in our life and our yeah. career and our friendship and everything that we build up together. Uh, Speak came up uh, earlier this year yeah. and we had had many conversations in the car and many mixed downs of the version of the song. Absolutely. And you would, I remember the first time you showed me the melody before it was even written and we You were one you of know, the guys I bounced back ideas off of. Yeah. Like I had to play it for you. I was like, is this ready? And you're looking at me like, what are you waiting on? Yeah. What are you waiting on? Yeah. Because it's amazing to see talent not being pushed and being another artist as a musician and to see the the magnitude when you see talent, you you want nothing but the best for that talent. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially you being a friend. And that was exciting to see you grow through that. Um, describe that, how that came to be and mm -hmm. what it leads into our, our project that we did this year. It was beautiful. I think you kind of hit it on the head. I think there was a time where I sat. I'm like, is this ready? And we sat in the car. I played you the melodies. We played all kinds of songs and um, I knew we had already talked a lot about video we'd already talked you'd inspired I think you inspired something to me way before we ever started talking about doing a music video we'd already talked about what are you doing besides this because I think everybody needs what we do and we need an outlet we need other things because I think God's always got more things for us if we're just what we define it as we, we simplify everything to the point where God's like I've got so much more and I think for uh, for my life and for anyone's life, it's easy to just focus on the one thing that's in front of you. And for me, uh, sitting down, chatting, hanging out, so many other things were inspired because I never considered, yeah, let's do a music video with this song. Because I thought Speak By Itself, once we get ready to, re to release it, produce it, um, it'll be enough, right? And I'm sitting with one of the greatest cinematographers I've ever met and um, all, the, all the movies, all the videos you've shot already, I mean, I just saw your Dionysi video, and I thought that was probably, for me, one of the greatest commercials. If they have never played it, they should, but I think it's one of the greatest commercials I've seen. It, it inspires you to see there's, there's excellence when it comes to Brink Films, and there's excellence when it comes to Artie Delgado and the team Brink Films. There's an excellence factor that I think it adds to what I'm trying to do as well, because even at a low level, like you just said, income's not a factor, but you can still make excellence with whatever you have. It's just not being satisfied with the status quo. I've always heard somebody say that creativity goes past the first idea in the room. So don't wait till, don't, don't let the first idea be the only idea. Sit in the room after the first idea because something else is better. Something else may come from that if you just wait a little longer. And I think through our conversations, um, more ideas were sparked. And I think excellence just from you and who you are exudes from who you are and what you do. Um, even sitting here in the studio, I think everything you represent is, is, is a kingdom and it's excellent. And so it, it really sparked something to me. And I'm so excited that we finally got to do that. Um, it initiated something that I think way past the video, it was like, there's something bigger here that God is doing. There's something bigger that we can reach more people visually um, in a way where people don't just see it. And it's like, turn it off, get it off, like skip to the next video. I think it jumps out at you immediately. So from the very beginning to the to the end, there's something that, that you catch people's eye with. I think it's bigger than that. You might catch their soul, their soul or their heart. And um, so, yeah, I just the conversations that we had finally got us to that place. Yeah. And I trusted you through your conversations. I knew you had the right um, vision in mind, like even through the song itself. We both kind of, you know, connected and collaborated on what are we going to do? How is this, you know, going to portray out what kind of story are we trying to tell and um that was beautiful i think it all came out well even the ideas that that changed on the spot i love the the uh the improv that yeah. happened that nobody would probably know about all the things that we didn't even get to show the amount of people that were involved to shoot that video sometimes Incredible. those are the best uh you know accidents that happen and and i have many of those i can go through almost every one of my films that 
there was something that wasn't part of the plan. We improvised and it was some of the best things that we ever totally. did. Um, so th- that's how art happens, right? Yeah. It's like throwing paint yeah. on a wall and what happened. Uh, yeah. And that's how speak did start was from a great conversation. One of the things that I think that where it comes from and the, the inspiration that I'm honored that you, that you got inspired from the conversations we had, it really is about being able to find visual and vision mm-hmm. beyond the, the, just the song. I mean, yeah. I've had lots of experience of doing that when I was doing music and doing hip hop music, I wasn't considered myself being the dopest MC. Like yeah. that wasn't, that wasn't what I banked on. However, I did bank myself on being the best marketing campaign yep. I can ever be. And I knew that. So all I thought was myself was all I need is a couple singles. I'm going to market the heck out of this stuff and it will get so much play. We'll get all. And, and that's what I ran with. And I never really considered myself the, you know, dopest MC ever. Yeah. Uh, however, I was good enough to get through and, and you had to still deliver excellence. And, but there's vision. And just like our own pastor, Pastor mm-hmm. Dan, who has vision behind things you can never even see. And we're still wondering, what do you mean we're going to do this and do yeah, that yeah. and the other? We don't see that, right? And <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I saw in you from the very beginning and the talent that you have. And uh, I was already thinking video and beyond. I was talking about like video release and, and premiere for it. We and had five B-roll. Yeah, we had, I was already, we did everything. I was B-roll already, on top of the video. I was already six months ahead yeah. of what was all completed. And, and that's really something that's hopefully will be encouraging to those that are watching this that Sometimes we're thinking too small. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're thinking only the steps that are in front of us. And sometimes that's okay, that's okay totally. because that's where you are. However, the more you practice, the more you practice, and the more you practice at this, you start seeing things much more ahead. The experiences we do, we see much more ahead. And that's where that comes yeah. from is just already looking past your amazing single. Yeah. And we're looking at so much more of a release yeah. and marketing this one single. I have to say too, I started with a relationship. I think it goes back to that. Whether you know the person or not, I think... With us, it was just, a, it was an organic, natural thing. Like yeah. it was, we were just hanging out, ha- having lunch, whatever. And I was have, putting my fingers in your food. Totally. Pick, he loves it, by the way. <laughs> he knows it's a sore spot. He's a, he likes to, he likes to prank. This guy pranks me all the time. I put, I put yeah, my fingers in his food one time and he had to act like a big guy, baby. So I don't know what the big yeah, deal is. No, man. I don't know what the big deal is. No one else minds that, right? No one else minds that. Uh, yes, Still love you right. for it though. I just prayed harder after you did that. I ate it again. I, I will care. say relationship is a big part of that. It's an organic. We've talked about that. We've brought in um, like Gina Bannock, who we mm. talked about specifically is chemistry and re- the reason why that's so powerful. And it's about understanding you as an artist and mm. where you want to go with it. And when you broke down a little bit of what you were hoping to pull off with the song and I brought my visuals behind it, hopefully it was bigger and better than you ever could Absolutely. have thought at the time. Um, let's talk a little bit about what that ended up being coming because originally what we talked about doing was more promo spots. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember. It was about doing some promo speaks, yep. um, just breakdowns of the song. And it was about like to talk a little bit about um, what the song means to you yeah, and why you wrote it. That's what the original plan was. And then it was as we started really getting into it and we started finding locations and we started thinking about this car that I found that I, a friend of mine works at a mechanic shop. We have a friend of mine that I was getting my car worked on and I happened to look two stalls over and it was a 1961 Thunderbird. And literally, as soon as I saw that car, coolest I, car saw, ever. I saw Jacob Poole in that car. Like coolest that's how I vision. Coolest car ever, for sure. And uh, I, my buddy had said, hey man, if you ever needed it for a photo shoot or video shoot, let me know. He's always down to let you use yeah. it. And so when we came back and started talking about more video, I said, I got the car. Let's get this car. Let's Again, let's just do some promo totally. stuff in the car. And once we got a chance to see you in that car, we just changed our mind on yeah. like the day before and said, bro, we're just going to shoot. We're going to shoot this video. Yeah. I've already got storyboarding it all night, all night. I went all night to try and think of how we can do this. You found the location. 
You were helping with that. I did. You found the location in downtown Thank Pomona. Thank you, Google. Downtown Pomona, which uh-huh. is right down the street from where we were. Right. And we found this beautiful location, palm trees, making it look like it's in Malibu or LA. Yeah. And uh, just a perfect location for this scene. And we basically shot a music video, which wasn't part of the plan. Yep. But the, the images that were coming out of the red looked yep. so beautiful. And the song went well with it. And the way we put that together, it was getting addictive. And I didn't want to stop. Yeah. And then when we were done with the first day, I was like, there needs to be more story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that? Brink Films. It's like when you get with Artie and Brink Films and everything they're doing, it's like you get in a room and you talk about, okay, we're going to do this. And you, in your mind, you're seeing, okay, cool, we're going to go to this room and we're going to have a conversation. And you show up and there's strobe lights, there's smoke, there's <laughs> music, <laughs> there's Dropping a 61 the Thunderbird waiting on you. There's, it's, it's bigger than you can think. And I think that's the beauty of what you guys do too. You run with the idea. So what you're talking, even when you're, having a conversation with you, you're not just hearing what I'm saying, you're seeing what I'm saying, and you're making it come to life. You're putting the paint on the canvas. You're not just seeing the canvas black and white. You're throwing everything out. I think that was the beauty of Speak, that it all kind of just, what's gonna work, what's not gonna work? We'll start with the B-roll, we'll start with the just the, the story behind this song, what inspired it, and then we'll go from there. And from that, you're recording me talk about the song, and as I'm telling you the song, you're thinking music video already. You already see the car, you already see the palm trees. So that was the cool part of it. The other big part of what really made this successful was, again, the vision I had with you, but also the team that came along. I mean, it was also them believing in you as well. I mean, you know Jordan Keith, and you know some of the other team members that came out to help. They, They believe in you, and that was helpful because I called last minute kind of on the whim going, yo, Saturday, we're shooting this. Can you be available? Mm-hmm. And that's helpful with relationship. And the Absolutely. chemistry is them believing in who you are and what you do. And um, that was a big part because we could not have done it without everybody coming together to make this happen, Absolutely. to get the lighting the way it was. Uh, and we pulled it off in one day. I mean, that was an amazing, so amazing good. shoot. So super excited to be able to be part of that. Um, we are very proud of it. it mm-hmm. As you can see, it's hanging in my studio it, and on the I need wall. Need a copy? Where is my? Yeah, yeah. I'll get you a copy. I have a copy. I've got a, I've got it framed, and it is added to our library of loved projects that we've worked on. And you've made the wall, bro. So, so cool. I'm super, super pumped about that. Um, talk to me about just the experience. I mean, we kind of went into a little bit of it, but what was the experience from seeing the edit? I mean, when mm-hmm. I gave back to you and it was, you had no idea kind of what we were doing, but when you saw those images, I remember you were, you were jumping up. I mean, you were getting excited and, and shaking me like, dude, this is crazy. I mean, <laughs> describe what that was like, just seeing images yeah. and being such a long time since yeah. you've done kind of music at that level. What was that like for you? Well, I haven't seen that kind of excellence since The Voice. I think being on camera, being on edited to a you know to speak a certain way or to to portray a certain thing i think you captured all the right images and you edited it down so when i saw that for the first time it's like yes yes we don't have to have a conversation we don't even have to talk like you already knew and i think it all like immediately just jumped inside of me to know that what we had was not just a relationship we had an understanding i think that's bigger than what a lot of people can say because you can have a relationship but if you don't have understanding with each other then I think you're always going to be running down two different paths. Even with pr- production and everything, I think I've even tapped in with that and, and a really good relationship and understanding with a friend of mine who produced a lot of the songs and speak you've heard. Um, so it's the same way with us. I think Brink Films got it, and they, they always do. They get it when it comes to the artist, what we're trying to portray, but also how can we make that come to life in a beautiful way? And, um, and that's exactly what happened. If you were to think about from the concept of what you've accomplished, the things we've accomplished, and we joined together, if you were to give some advice to some, maybe some some younger filmmakers, yeah. people who are kind of coming into the field, or people who just follow what we do, 
What would you give some advice on great things on what's made the team work? Mm. Meaning coming in, uh, I know you kind of just said a little bit of that, but what would you say is if they were coming up to be working on as an artist, what can they do to build their craft? What are the things that, uh, a lot of what, here's an example, what I mean by that is, yeah. sometimes I re-encourage that, uh, encourage that this field is not based on an overnight success. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 10, 11 years of me doing film, and I still haven't necessarily quit my day job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. there's still things that I'm still doing to be part of my agenda, to be what I want. So what is what would you say is something like that, to be an excellent at your craft or an artist to, to, to succeed? Yeah, well, know who you are. I think it goes back to knowing mm. what are you trying to say, what are you trying to convey, and and who are you? Because if you get in a room with people and they ask you that and you can't answer the question in one sentence, then you got a problem. Because I think it should be really easy and detailed for us to speak about what is our goal to other people. So that's the first step, I think, in anybody. That's good. Uh, whether they're trying to be an artist, a movie uh, producer, or an, a singer, whatever it may be. And so um, that's the first step. The second step, I think, is really... Um, really being able to converse and, 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 and communicate that well, but also partner with the right people and then not hoping that it's going to happen like you just said overnight because we can easily chase the Insta famous and really want to see it really quickly. And I'd say whatever level you're at, you can still do something, but don't think that what you're doing right here is going to be Oscar nominee tomorrow mm-hmm. or maybe it's going to be you know uh, Spotify's top playlist yeah. or maybe you're going to make millions off this single. Maybe it takes more to build on, I think that's the first step of anything. Have small goals to get to the big goal. The big goal is always the part we all wanna see in life, but the big goal is never gonna happen overnight. It takes the small goals to get there. So if you're not doing any of that and you're just laying there dreaming, then there's a bigger problem of you just having a fantasy. Is that even real? Is that really what you see you, you know, yourself doing if you're not taking those steps to get to that, that dream that you really see yourself achieving? Yeah, now I understand this concept, but let me ask you this, how often are you practicing your craft yeah. to be at the level you've accomplished and, and still trying to accomplish? Mm-hmm. I mean, still putting out singles. You just dropped another one mm-hmm. um, safe. So you're, you're doing all these new ones. But yeah. how often are you practicing your craft and what that really means on the stuff that I don't see it? Yeah. I never see it. I will never see it. However, I know what I'm doing yeah. on my craft. How often are you working on your craft? Yeah. Well, you're driven, man, and I love that about you. It inspires me to get around you because I think it's, first off, getting around people who are doing that. And getting around people who are doing more than you always inspires you to do more. If you sit around by yourself, you're always going to easily take the comfortable road and never try to do more. So be around people who are doing more than you, I'd say that, the first step. But in my craft, practicing when no one's looking. I think that's where you really hone in on who you are. Like I just said earlier, like for me, sitting down and really just, okay, what am I going to do? Let's start at the keyboard. Or maybe it's a a song I didn't feel, but I feel like I'm just going to play some notes and see what happens. Or... If, is it playing back a video that I that I sing at church and I watch myself? We have audio clips that we play back every week. We can always record everything that we do on stage, and I promise you, it's terrible to hear yourself sometimes. That's the worst thing to do is hear yourself. But you do back. watch them. You do like, watch. I probably these? don't want to watch this podcast just because I'm talking on it. But there's is something in hearing yourself when you play it back because you can see all the flaws or all the things that you can do better at, and we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear no. We don't like to hear uh, that that could have been better. Or we don't even like to hear, in our own intuition, in our own uh, inner self, we know what we can do better at. So I think for me, um, it's always been, this has always been a goal of mine. When I'm singing a song, I always put a voice memo on it and I record it. And in a voice memo, I'll play it back. And if I think, you know, oh, wow, that's not even as good as I thought it was. That's terrible. And the idea is, the idea at the beginning always sounds great because it's a brand new idea. And you're like, 
we can go somewhere with this. This is the very beginning of something awesome. But then I always go back two days later, three days later with fresh ears to hear it again and for real honest opinion of myself to know, mm. and it's really actually not that great. We could probably do better. And I think that's the first step too to, to get better at what you're doing is to always to go back like any uh, athlete, any person who would ever be uh, a better athlete, like you see LeBron James, they go back to all the footage of what they just, they could have been the NBA finals and they'll go back and watch the game they just won. Even when they win the game, they go back and watch. I still could have made that shot. Why did I miss those two free throws? And for me, it's the same way. Like, that's a beautiful performance. I love what we did there. Everything sounds amazing. But I, why did I choose to hit that note? Why didn't I just commit to being there? And I think that's where I find, because then you have to know yourself. So it goes back to that at the beginning. Like, if you can't define yourself, then you really can't go anywhere. That's good. But also singing and, and what I do as a profession is um, knowing, like, my vocal ability. Like, I can't sing like Jennifer Hudson. I can't sing like, and I, I'm a man too, but. I can't sing like other people that I want to sing like, but that's okay because I'm not going to be them. But where is my range at? What's my tone going to be? And once you work on the things that you do have, I feel like those, that's what enhances you as an artist. Mm. It's not what separates you and makes you, you know, an impossible artist. It's what actually defines you and makes you better. So yeah. working on those things, the details, the small goals to get the big ones, man. Um, and then it's all about patience. Like, dude, nothing happens overnight and everything we see has been, being built for years and years and years and so i think it's really knowing knowing when to push and when to to lay back too because you have those artists too who are aggressive you see them throwing cds at you on the block or like that was me back well, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah i love it that's what we did yeah but you believe in what you had too and i think there's a step and there's a process in that but um it's also knowing like when is it time to do that and when is it have i gotten a true opinion have i gotten honest people around me who are saying you're not ready yet or that could be better and best thing about that is my wife yeah. buffer system bro like she tells me the honest truth and sometimes it's like really you don't think that's good she's like no it's terrible like you yeah. you cracked yeah. or you did this well, and i love I, that though because yeah. it makes you better yeah i will say you have a very strong uh, support team uh your beautiful wife karen shout out to her just for yeah. looking out for you uh managing you and looking out i mean we've we've engaged all of us when we were promoting the song and all this stuff so you can feel the love there and i think that's huge by having a strong support system behind you and um bro you're gifted and I'm, I'm proud to be your friend first of all first most and um just being able to support what you do and i look forward to just keep building with what you're doing man we've also built so much together you've been part of a lot of what i'm doing you were at my grand opening when we had the studio yes. there to support that uh you've come out to justice for youths uh, fashion shows and you've come out and, and been featured as a, a yeah. lead singer to perform and so you just thank you for being part of that and the vision and and your support back to me as yeah. well bro it's been great to to ride this journey with you and I, i'm I, this is just the beginning so i look forward to just keep growing with you and uh love you bro for love sure you. so super thank you for having me again man everything you do is awesome you touch uh greatness and you make it better so thank you my friend so without further ado we'd like to end today by showing this masterpiece this great piece that we all love so much and are was honored to do and how it came together ladies and gentlemen i present to you speak So many people out here searching, we're feeling desperate. Every heart is full of hopes and dreams. We've been looking for an answer. How could we know your voice? Too loud to ever hear a word you say. I need more than a conversation. I 
Let's go for another joyride on that. Let's go, man. Thunder. That's not California. I don't know what it is. Shout That's out to Gary, who oh, um, man. just was an honor to have Love him. you, Gary. Gary came through on the, on, the, on the car and let us use that and had a great time letting us drive. Totally. He let you drive in everything. Just Two or three times. Yeah. Just let you take it and said free. Yeah, free he's like, it. I don't he's, even have a license, man. I'm like, I'm yeah. illegal. No, <laughs> no, Shout I'm out illegal. to the whole Brink team uh, for everybody that came out for helping us out. That was an amazing project, and we still love it and show it off and brag all about it. So, totally. brother, thanks for being here. Had a great time talking about Thank it. You. Hopefully you guys are learning as it is not just about all filmmaking, but leadership that we're growing. And as you can see, there's a pattern here. Uh, when we bring in these artists and we bring in these guys that we've worked with, you're starting to see a pattern and you're seeing years and years of growth and self. I think self building is a mm. big part of that. We all grow within self and uh, having your agenda to grow in your passion. So thanks for being here, my friend. Don't forget also to check out brinkbaby.com and get your clothing. We have hoodies, shirts, female shirts, uh, socks even. And by the way, not to add to that, right now they're seeing B-roll of Jacob Poole and his beautiful wife, Karen, Come on. <laughs> uh, who posed for us during that photo shoot when That's we right. first came up with that product. So again, more support, bro. You've been there still since the beginning the of that. So She still got the socks. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You guys make man, us look that great. That was, so, our first, that was actually our first thing we did together. It was. It was when I said, come out and model for me, bro. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for tuning in today. We hope this has been helpful. And uh, we will see you next time on Stay Focused. And we gonna pick the pieces up. Hey. And we will never put it down. Oh. We'll never win with what's within. Hey. Serving the king without a crown. Oh. He's steady out seeking the loss. Oh. That's why the loss is getting found. Bow, 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 we'll never bow. win with what's within. Hey. Serving the king without yo. a crown. Yo, yo man.
commentary was not recorded live. It was cut at home, and it took a lot of time, a lot of work, a lot of talent to make this recording. It didn't come easy. Come easy.